Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And this week on the Screen Verdict Podcast, we're going to be reviewing Dexter. Yes. It's a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. That we don't have, I can't sing like a minute and a half of the Dexter theme song. No. Um, but yes, I hope everyone's uh, excited for another Dexter podcast and uh, everyone has their dark passengers with them <laughs> listening to the call of on in. Hopefully we didn't kill anyone with our drinking game from last season based on uh, taking a shot every time Dexter says darkness or light. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> yes. But yeah, so just a, just a forewarning, there will be spoilers in this podcast for season seven of Dexter. Yeah, the first half of our Season 6 podcast was spoiler-free, so, so if you haven't watched it, you can check that out. This is for people that have watched Season 7 of Dexter or just don't mind spoilers. Mm. So this season, just just we'll get to this a bit later, <laughs> but just the... Are you talking about Angel's Restaurant? No. <laughs> what you're trying to get to? No, I don't think that'll tease people sufficiently. <laughs> um, this season, Sex on the Table... Interesting. <laughs> we'll get to that later, though. <laughs> First, we should probably get to the bigger cliffhanger of the last season, mm. which was Dexter gets caught killing Colin Hanks by Deborah. His secret's out. I mean, his secret comes out sort of every season, but someone who's not supposed to find out that Dexter's a serial, a serial killer finds out, and it's Deborah. She sees him. Yeah, uh, and it's very awkward, the scene in season seven. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm not doing anything, just, like, walked on in here. And she's like, well, what's all those, like, what are, what are all those magazines there for? What are those tissues? Like, but, like It was self-defense. Yeah. But the guy sort of tied down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why have you got a dead body? Well, what are all those knives? <laughs> if you're Deborah, are you turning Dexter in here? Is that what you're doing? Are you arresting him? Yeah, I am. Oh, I'm just calling you. If someone's murdered someone, I'm probably going to call it in. For, especially if I de- dedicated my whole life to um, to the law, and you know, I, I just couldn't live with the hypocrisy. They've put a lot of stock into making us believe that Dexter and Deborah really care about yes. each other. Mm. Because it was sort of just them and Harry, and mm. then Harry moved on. Would that really be enough to, uh, to make you cover up a murder? Probably not. But they came up with the amazing idea of making Deborah fall in love with Dexter. Bit creepy. Um, yeah. But it does make it more believable that she wouldn't turn him in. Mmm... I just don't know. Like, if I was in love with someone and I found out they were a murderer. Turning them in is not the play. That's, that's not going to help you get anywhere. I say, I'm not sure if I want to go out with them anymore. <laughs> like, if they murdered someone, they're a serial killer. Do you, when you uh, fill out your, in the local newspaper, like, yeah. local superhero Matt Noble, and you list, like, your turn-ons and turn-offs, turn-offs, murder. Yeah. <laughs> that's the deal breaker. Yeah. I, I, like... I don't like that much of a bad girl. (laughs) But she decides not to turn him in. She decides, let's help him cover this up. And basically the first few episodes are living with a serial killer. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just bring home dinner. Oh, where is he? I bet he's off killing people. Where are you, Dex? Dexter, where are you? Oh, just getting ice cream. You better not be killing people. Yeah, so she says to him, look, I'll help you cover this up. Then she finds out he's been murdering other people, and so she's like, okay, this is not good. You, okay, I won't turn you in, but you can't kill any more people. <laughs> okay, you can't do it. This is your last kill. Okay, so you can't do it. He, like, sort of explains why I sort of have to. There's sort of some moral sort of justification for it. La, 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 la. She's not buying that at first, okay? And then she introduces these rules for Dex that I have to follow. Are these good rules? I think they're a little naive. Hmm. I think Dexter's urges to kill people are a little bit stronger than, say, being addicted to chocolate. It's yeah, it's not something you should be able to expect to control that easily. I think she'd be able to have done a better job if she asked more questions. Mm. She didn't seem to want to know too much, but I, it was very bizarre. Me, it, she have asked it eventually, but I would have been like... What happened to Trinity? Was Dokes the Bay Harbor Butcher? What happened with Rita? Have you, you've been killing all these people that we weren't able to track on all these cases that I've been doing. I would have, I would have tried to find find out more of the people that yeah. he had killed and more of the reasons behind. Yeah, what he does. No, I I agree. I thought it was really interesting also Dexter. So he tried to follow her rules and he tried to not kill anyone for a bit. Like that is something he put in a little bit of effort for. We see this sort of every season or two on Dex Day, he sort of gives up, sort of thinks maybe I don't have to be a serial killer. <laughs> um, but it seemed like, like he went like, I don't know, half an episode, like cut 10 minutes about killing someone. And then he starts to get these like violent urges. He just starts grabbing people and things like that. When it seemed to me like he's gone that long without killing people before and hasn't sort of had these sort of like, withdrawal symptoms that quickly yeah i think something that i liked that they did this season was made dexter seem a bit of a creep and someone that wanted to kill more than someone that just had this thing that was outside of him that made him need to kill Hmm. like the kill scene of i think it was the maze killer where dexter just flips out and just starts yelling at him Hmm. Sort of made me feel a little bit detached from Dexter. Made him just look like a psycho. Yeah. Which I kind of liked. Mm, because okay. I think we've gotten used to Dexter just killing people all the time. And usually it's morally justifiable. But now we start to get this sort of creepy psycho element mm. back to Dexter. Interesting. I found that interesting. Mm. So he tries to make the case to Deborah. You should want me to kill people. I'm Mm. picking up the people you can't catch in the police department. At first, she isn't really buying this. And then he gets the maze killer. uh, Sort of, he sort of creates that situation or uses that situation to try and convince her. At first, it doesn't. But then, like, one person dies and she's like, oh, maybe you should kill this guy, Dexter. Um, How fickle was Deborah with the whole... Uh, I don't want my brother to be a murderer. And then at the very first, like, surely you understood the stakes when he explained it. Like, it was pretty (laughs) obvious what he was explaining. There were even some examples in the past of serial killers he got that the police department couldn't. Yeah, it's like, people slip through the cracks. Mm. These people deserve to be taken care of, and it prevents more people from being hurt. And Deborah's like, no, 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 we've got to stick to a system or else it's anarchy. And then as soon as one of these situations comes comes up that she is involved with 
She's like, well, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, now I see it. Let's kill this guy. Yeah. So what happened? What what turned you around? Yeah. Mm. Some of these arguments between Dexter and Deborah I found a little bit annoying, but one of them gave, I think, one of my favorite lines of the season where Deborah says to Dex, you can't control everything, and he just goes, I control everything! Well, right. it was that time where... You see that kind of creepy psycho Dexter just come out, and he just snapped at someone he's not really supposed to snap yeah. at. And I was like, "Well, mm. that's that's the more interesting side of Dexter for me." Yeah, I control everything. Maybe uh, ask Rita. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ask Rita if you control everything. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we we have the Deborah Dexter thing, and I, I think as we go through some of the other plot points, the Dexter Deborah thing might. Um, come up again because it is sort of the, I guess the big storyline of the season is what is Deborah doing with this whole situation? What's her thoughts? What's her actions? And things. So who was the main bad guy of the season? Dexter usually has an adversary for yeah, the season. Where is the John Lithgow? Where is the Jimmy Smiths? Where is, there isn't one this season. Yeah. Rather than there being a one villain for him to take down, I guess in the final episode of the season, we had a few serial killer f- killers, a few cases for Miami Metro to take on throughout the season. Mm. The first of which I think was the Maze Guy. Well, I really liked those episodes. That was fun. Those scenes where he built the maze and tried to hunt down his prey. Mm. There was two of them. Both of them ended a little bit anticlimactically. But in the moment where Dexter is running through all those mannequins and he's chasing him with the big crazy horn helmet and an axe or whatever weapon he had, my heart was racing. I thought that was really exciting was television. Good. Especially when Dexter was in, because that was a pretty epic maze. Yeah. And the scene was a bit more long, like you got to get a bit more of a different level. Yeah. yeah. So that was really uh that was really cool, I agree. So then Dexter took care of him. Mm. Then there was like a fire guy. Yeah, I suppose the writers have to keep on coming up with ways to shock people with their serial killers, and being burnt alive is a pretty gross way to die. Though that creepy fire inspector guy is like, eh, it's not so bad. You get burnt and your skin goes numb and you go into shock. You don't feel that much pain yeah. after a while. And everyone's like, way to be creepy, creepy fire guy. So you got Okay, like, you've never been burnt alive, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he's burnt people alive. Maybe, but he no, wasn't he the guy, was he? <laughs> <laughs> but Dexter thought he was for an episode. I think that case was just another way for Deborah and Dex to interact with each other. Yeah. Dex wanted that to be his next kill, but he ends up sort of just serving that guy up to the police. Mm. Which really, I guess, is the big answer this moral question of, of, of Dexter's is there are, I'm sure, many people he's murdered that he could have just given some of the evidence he found to yeah. the police and they could have arrested them. They serve life in prison or even maybe the death penalty. I don't know what Florida's laws are there. Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure the very start of Dexter is Dexter messing up his testimony in a yeah. court of law. So the person is let free so he can kill them. Yeah, so Dexter... It's cr- not all these people slipping through the cracks. Dexter's helping them Dexter, slip through the cracks. Dexter is creating the cracks. <laughs> like, he is the problem with the system. <laughs> He's trying to help out all these serial killers so he can kill them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, 
one that was sort of more like uh, throughout the course of the season, a little longer and overlap maybe with some of these was the the mob. Uh, they had the mob, so the uh, Ukrainian mafia. Ukrainian mafia. Uh, to to cut a long story short, one of the policemen that we're meant to like, uh, <laughs> Mike. What Mike? Yeah, he he stops someone, tries to help him out one night, ends up they've got a dead body in the car. That person shoots Mike. She's a policeman. Dexter makes that person their next kill. That that guy had a friend in a very high place in the Ukrainian mafia who wanted to get revenge on whoever killed him. That led him to Dexter. Yada yada yada. <laughs> Dexter and this guy had a bit of a showdown. No, I really liked that character of Isaac Sierko. Yes. Something I didn't like about it was how obvious it was that he was gay with the person that got killed, <laughs> but they sort of didn't explicitly say it for five, six episodes, and then it was supposed to be a bit of a twist. Like, yeah. Dexter was like, you were together? Like, yeah, of course they were together. What do you What do you want about? Why is he, like, giving up his whole career and life for this, like, guy? It's like, oh, yeah, very good idea, meet in a gay bar. No one, <laughs> no one would expect us to be in a gay bar. He's like, well, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made a comment on a forum that I posted on. It was by Film Fan B. I wanted to give them credit because I yeah. thought this was pretty good. Uh, I believe they're a gay person. They they liked the character of Isaac Sierko. Uh, they thought he was a pretty pretty handsome man. And the, the line they said was, as long as I have a face, Isaac Sierko has a place to sit. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so someone was a fan of Isaac Sierko. Yeah. I was too. Maybe not for the same reasons. No. I was quite inter- I was quite interested. I thought he was quite a, a engaging character and had some good uh, chats with Dex. And I guess the interesting thing is they eventually end up teaming up <laughs> to take down someone because the the mob turns on him because he's thrown out like all reason just to get vengeance on the police department and Dexter and things. They're like that's bad business. So they try to kill him. So he needs to take out all of them. And yeah. I thought he was a great adversary for Dexter because he was a very intelligent man, but he didn't seem like he was out of control or that he... Mm. Because some of the other serial killers are sort of intelligent psychopaths, whereas he is killing out of love, I suppose. Yeah. Because other people that Dexter's had to face just like killing, whereas to Isaac Sierko, he asks, why are you after me? Mm. And he says, because I'm in love. Yeah. With that guy you killed. Haven't you ever done anything crazy for love? So I thought that was interesting, a bit of a different type of, of serial killer. And he wore a lot of nice suits. Yeah. It's good to have a well-dressed villain. Yeah, he was very well-dressed. Yeah, I'm not sure if at the end he was a villain, though. Mm. Like, I think Dexter liked him by the end of the season, right? Like, didn't Dexter, like, end, like, when Circo died going, I'll get the guy who did this to you, or something like that? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty good storyline. Sticking with the Ukrainian mafia, a good old friend Quinn, <laughs> who had a bit of rock bottom last season. He was investigating the murder of Mike in the strip club, which was owned by the Ukrainian mafia, and he falls in love with one of the strippers. Mm. What did you think of this? Well, I was like, oh, yeah, the, the the Bob office is the back of a strip club. That's all right, because we're going to be spending a lot of time in the strip club. <laughs> uh, not the worst place to be. I think I like the storyline of Quinn 
and the mobsters because of Quinn's background of being a bit shady. And so he's trying to get them, but they're also able to blackmail him a bit. And he's kind of caught in between. And I guess he's caught in between even more because now he, he likes this girl that they have control over. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic for the show. Mm-hmm. When it started to become a relationship thing between Quinn and the stripper, I thought it's not that you shouldn't have feelings for a stripper, but this stripper, even in the first place, was trying to use you for money. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, give me a ride home or whatever," and it's like, "Dude, oh my car needs to be fixed. Would wouldn't that be a nice gesture if you got that done for me?" It's like, how, this is not a good foot to be starting a relationship on. Yeah. So. I don't know how much I was rooting for them. I do not care for this storyline <laughs> at all. I was not interested in the least about Quinn and the stripper. It was Quinn doing stupid things and we like to I don't know, get her passport. He like agrees to like cover up evidence, like to get like a murderer out of jail, seem very like suspect. Yeah. People do crazy things for love, man. That was the theme of this season's <laughs> death. <though. laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess just quickly on our other little storylines that we didn't write down, but a cliffhanger from last year was The Hand, Lewis. Oh, uh, yeah. The Hand. We thought it was very surprising they didn't wrap this up last season, just as a little side storyline. He started sending Dexter stuff from the uh, ice truck killer and things. Turned out he had no idea. He was just annoyed at Dexter and was sending him stuff to freak him out. Yeah, he told Dexter his idea for a video game and Dexter didn't give him the support, I guess, he was hoping for. So he decided just to do a bunch of creepy, weird stuff to mess with Dexter. And I guess that kind of backfired. Didn't even actually get killed by Dexter. Just happened to yeah. be on Dexter's boat. Pulling a, pulling a prank on Dexter. Like... What was he doing? Drilling holes in drilling the boat? Drilling holes in something? the boat. Oh, he'll go out on the boat and then, like, the boat will start to sink. Classic. Like, I don't know. Dexter's, like, broken in your house, grabbed you by the neck and said, like, don't mess with me. And, like, the next day you're, like, at his boat pulling a prank. It seems to be, like, the wrong move. But anyway... That wasn't entirely unsatisfying. Lewis yeah. did turn out to be a bit of a weirdo. He was cheating on uh, Angel's sister. With Seems like a nice girl with like prostitutes. Yeah. He didn't seem to realise how outmatched he was by Dexter, so didn't really miss Lewis. No. It was like a lot of time on a lot of nothing <laughs> again. Anything could happen on this season of Dexter, man. There's just so many storylines. Oh, yeah. That's gone after yeah. three episodes. Yeah. So what's next? And then we had Angel thinking about leaving the department to oh, set up a no. restaurant. What, did you, uh, how, <laughs> how would you continue the show without Angel? <laughs> well, I think he'll still be in the show, won't he? They'll just be always going he'll to He'll just restaurant. have no connection to any of the other characters. It's now restaurant time with Angel. Well, that's where the police can meet after work and grab a drink and talk about the case. And he might be able to pop in and go, oh, have you thought about looking here? He could, like, give them... They go, ah. Oh, we're at a bit of a loose end. Let's go see what Angel thinks about this at the restaurant. <laughs> Who doesn't seem to dress any differently Yeah, <laughs> operating a restaurant or being in the police force. Did you think it was weird when, like, he said he was right, retiring to run the restaurant and everyone's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. And then, like, he bought... Next episode, he's running the restaurant. But he hasn't left the police department yet. 
Like, it took him another, like, six episodes before he retired. So he was, like, running both jobs at the same time for a lot of the season. And it wasn't even made clear that he would be retiring at some point. Like, you see, oh, so he decided to do, like, work in the police department and run the restaurant. Which he wouldn't have been able to do without Quinn getting his dodgy money (laughs) from the mob. So let's move on from some of the more uh, interesting storylines to um, to Hannah McKay. Mm. Give us the down low on her. Well, quite a few years ago, there was a couple that went on a killing spree across the country. Mm. And Hannah McKay was the girl in that couple when she was only 15 years old. Mm. And so she sort of got immunity from the murders and things. Mm by testifying against the Mm. guy that I suppose was the little ringleader. And so she's out and about now. She did some time in in juvie, but now she's running a little flower shop type place. Yeah, a little nursery. nursery, And she comes into the fold because her boyfriend says, who's been in jail for the past 20 years, says, I want to confess to more murders. I'll show you where the bodies are. Which is basically just so he can enjoy some dime outside. Yeah. And he just jumps in front of a truck. But when they find a body, the, I guess, forensic evidence reveals that maybe it was Hannah that actually stabbed this lady to death. Mm. So she starts to become a target for Dexter. Yes. She was 15. <laughs> like she was 15. I, uh, I don't know, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he believed she was reformed, though. I think okay. he thought she would kill again, mm. and I guess she had. She kept poisoning people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, he beca- she becomes a target for him. But he couldn't do it. This is a very... This is, I, I would say, the scene of the season on Dexter. Like, the most, I don't know, water cooler... <laughs> see, like, the most just... If I was to remember this season's XD, it would be this scene. Just as he's about to kill Hannah, he She's, realizes... And she says, she says, I think, a good line to save herself. She says, do what you have to do. <laughs> She's not apologetic. We see a lot of people on the table just, like, go, oh, I'm so sorry, I was a bit too... I'll give you money. Yeah, it wasn't me. You see people who are very, like, like spit in Dexter's face, like, you're an idiot, we hate you, you're just as bad as me, or whatever. She just, like, seems like she's prepared for it. She understands where he's coming from. She can relate. And just, yeah, this is what you have to do. Just do it. And he picks up the knife. And he pulls it down. (laughs) But not on her. He realizes Hannah is too hot to die. Yes. And that, I guess, all the things that made her worthy of being on his table are actually... Qualities that make him attracted to her. So he cut the tape that she was like, the plastic she was tied down with, and then he takes off his clothes. (laughs) And unfortunately, she's already naked. (laughs) And then we have on Dexter's murder table, someone go from victim to Dexter to lover of Dexter in the space of, like, 60 seconds. <laughs> it was incredible. That was quite a turnaround. It was a huge turnaround. <laughs> and then she gets the knife, puts it up to his throat, goes, how does it feel now? 
And then she puts it down and just keeps having sex with it. <laughs> it was... It was an incredible scene. Did you did you like it though? Like, like it definitely was a scene that is very memorable. Do you think this was intentional from Dexter? It's like, oh, I like this girl. She's pretty cute. She's my kind of girl. She kills people. I think the play is to make it look like I'm going to kill her, and then let it go. And in this dramatic twist, she'll be like, oh, I totally want in. On yeah. This. <laughs> It's sort of like a very extreme version of the philosophy of is you 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 tear a girl down so you can build her up. <laughs> like um like you sort of just do stuff to hurt her self esteem and lower her self value and you say things like that and then once they've got low self esteem then you start complimenting them and then they sort of want to get that approval from you and they want to get that so they'll be more easy now. I don't prescribe to this. I think this is a very manipulative and I, I would get to say probably unaffective ultimately relationship strategy. Not take this as Matt Noble's screen <laughs> verdict relationship advice. But I guess this fits into that line of thought. I don't think that was his intentional all along. I think he had her when he took her to the Winter Wonderland that she'd dreamed of going to since a little girl. I think I think she would have gone out with him from that moment. I don't think he needed to. But at that point else. it was still a ruse. That wasn't part of a romantic date. That was just luring her to the kill table. You asked me if I thought that that was his plan all along to get her. I'm going, I think the Winter Wonderland would have been enough if his plan all along was to be romantically involved. (laughs) So then they start going out. That wasn't the first time Dexter's had a girlfriend on the show. Mm. And not the first time she's killed people. We started with Rita. Mm who he dated for a while and then married and was unfortunately killed by the Trinity Killer at the end of yeah. season four. He had a brief affair with, is it Lila? Yeah, Lila. Or some British girl in season two who was a bit of a psycho. She killed Dokes. Mm. She blew up Dokes. Yeah. And um, Lumen. And Lumen from season five. Well, I don't think was a murderer, but she and Dexter started murdering people together. Yeah, she was nearly killed by the people that were putting the girls in the barrels, and so mm. she teams up with Dexter to get their revenge. Yes. Dexter falls in love with Hannah McKay, and he goes, I think I now know what love feels like. Have we heard this before from Dexter? I feel like we've heard this before from Dexter. Yeah, I swear at the start of Dexter, there was some line about him not having emotions. Yes. And everything that he did, he had to sort of act. Yeah, it's a, it's a show. It's a show for to cover who he really is. I'm pretty sure Dexter repeatedly shows emotions. I think when he is angry or when he cares about someone like Deborah or Rita, Rita that wasn't all an act. It didn't seem no. like an act. Wasn't, wasn't he legitimately in love with Rita by the end of it? That's what I thought. Like, he think he, I think he even says at some point, he's like, oh, I think I actually fell in love with Rita. Like, you know, like, it, at the beginning it was more about, he liked, he didn't, like, he thought she was a good person and he was happy to go out with her, but it was more a ruse. And then I think by the time he's proposing to her, getting engaged to her, thinking about going on holidays with her, he's actually in love with her. I feel like he said something similar with Lumen even, like, oh, now I know what love feels like. <laughs> and now, like... That's his line. Now he's got out of a gay. 
Out of the gate, he says that to all the girls. He <laughs> says that to all the girls. Here, yeah. here are the moves we learnt from Dexter this season. Yeah. Threaten to kill them. Yeah. Then they'll probably probably want to hook up with you and tell them, now I know what love is. Yeah. That's the, the Dexter path. Or does just each new girl, like he feels an even greater like feeling of love and he goes, oh, I was wrong with Rita. That wasn't what love feels like. This is what love feels like. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so they start going out. And I think also the funniest scene of the season is he is in bed with Hannah and Deborah calls him and goes, this Hannah girl, you've got to kill her. I'm on board with you killing people. <laughs> Just hits Hannah McKay with the phone. He's like, okay, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sleeping with her now. Um... <laughs> give me, give me five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Deborah becomes really... Um, anti-Hannah McKay, wants her dead. She does not like the Hannah McKay, I guess. But everyone else is okay with it. Masuko's like, <laughs> yeah, that's hot. Even Angel's like, I can it's see like, why you're going like, there. Look, she's been involved in bad stuff there, but I can see. And it's like, they all, like even Angel, like who's being sort of a nice friend, is also like a little like, you're just going out of it because she looks good. But is there any chance that maybe like she's a nice person that like Dexter gets on well with? Uh, Deborah is not a fan of, uh, of this Hannah McKay girl originally because she thinks she killed some author that Deborah was going out with. Yeah, it's very funny. She went out on one or two dates with this guy and she was very attached to him, like, when he died. Like, she was very, like, this Hannah McKay person must die now. She killed this author. He seemed like a nice dude. He chewed on things. He was going to give them helpful information towards the case. Yeah. Anyway. He'll be sorely missed. (laughs) So Hannah kills him. Uh, So it wasn't just Deborah thinking she killed him. (laughs) Yeah. So she didn't like this Hannah McKay girl to begin with. When she finds out Dexter's going out with her, Deborah likes her even less. Yeah. What what do you think? Is Deborah in line here or out of line here to say Dexter should not be going out with Hannah McKay? Well, I don't know if someone's relative you have the place to say you should or shouldn't, but I think going out with someone who's a murderer is clearly not something you should be advising your friends and family to do. Knowing that he's a murderer, at least he has this code. At least she is at least now partially on board with Dexter being a killer because she sort of sees the side of the necessity, maybe, of his killings. Whereas Hannah McKay doesn't have a code. She kills pretty selfishly. It's self-preservation. It's self-preservation. I'm sure in each of those situations there was a way out of it without killing someone. I'm sure there's a lot of kills Dexter's made where there was a way out of killing the person. I I don't think she's that different to Dexter. So I think they're a good I don't think it's black and white, but I did find it a little weird how quickly... Dexter became attached to her when her killings did not meet the code. He's always about the code. And I guess this season he strays from the code. Yeah. And that's part of the... Yeah, that's part of the season, though, yeah. But I... I, I don't know. I, you I, like Hannah McKay. I like Hannah McKay. <laughs> I, I think she's a good character. I thought she was interesting. I think we see someone who's coming who's a killer who isn't, like, necessarily... Like, she's not killing out of vengeance or... Evilness, well, maybe evilness, but like she's, <laughs> uh, she's like 
she she has a very calm understanding of her killing. Um, it's not like a Trinity killer. You know, it seems like the people she killed were someone who was abusing girls at the orphanage. It's, uh, you know, things like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that she was a very interesting character, and I was very interested to see her and Dexter be in a relationship together. I love the line, though, when everyone's eating around Dexter's table, and Dexter's like, can you ever really trust a poisoner? <laughs> it's funny if that's what Dexter's learnt from this season. <laughs> you can never trust people who poison people to death. Like... <laughs> So anyway, well, you can't because she tried to kill Deb. Okay, now the, uh, okay. I never defend murderers, and I don't want to start now. So Deborah was very rude to her the night. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you you going on about the whole self preservation thing, like oh, it was her only option. She was going to go to jail otherwise, or she was protecting some. That she was rude. Deborah was rude. <laughs> That's your justification. It's not a justification. <laughs> it's clearly it was the wrong thing for Hannah to do. I think a necessary thing for Hannah to do. I don't think Deborah had a case against her. Like I, I think, I think if, if she had didn't have a case, even less of a reason. Yeah, for so I, I think it was the wrong move, Hannah McKay's. But I'm saying Deborah is talking to someone she thinks is a murderer, and she's like saying, "I'm going to get you." I am going to do whatever I can to bring you down and take you away from Dexter because I love him or something. And I think the move is you don't poke the bear. You don't get a stick and poke the bear. Yeah, that was poorly played by Deb. Deb should have just been like, okay, whatever, I'm over it. Yeah, and you guys are cool, do whatever. I think, and then, behind the scenes, trying to yeah, accumulate evidence yeah. against her. And I think Hannah McKay did the right thing in coming to her and trying to, with the peace pipe. Yeah. So, although one could argue maybe she just was always going to poison Deb, <laughs> however that conversation went. But let, let, let's give her benefit of the doubt. Uh, okay, Deborah, we think Deborah's still in love with Dexter. How do you think the scene was when she revealed her feelings for Dexter? I thought that was a pretty good scene. It was very uncomfortable, and you could see how torn Deborah was, and this was just an incredible weird weight on her. And it was so hard for her to be in love with Dexter because he's sort of her brother. Then it became a bit harder when she found out he was a serial killer. Then it became a bit harder when he she found out that he was dating a girl who is a serial killer who killed Deborah's boyfriend. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter was a bit weirded out, which I don't know if he could have been that weirded out. Like, he's done a lot worse to weird Deborah out. Well, he ended up choosing Deborah over Hannah. Maybe yeah, not now, okay, now, yeah, this is interesting because when he finds out Hannah poisoned Deborah, he decided to turn Hannah in. What do you think about this as a move? That was what I wanted Dexter to do. I like Deborah. I don't know if I want her and Dexter to be romantically together, but I like Deborah and. I thought Hannah got her comeuppance. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what else he could have done. She goes, you should have killed me. That was a pretty good line. She would prefer yeah. to mm. die at the hands of Dexter than be forced to spend her life in jail. Yeah. I think they should have just gone to Argentina together. I think that would have been the play. 
<laughs> We've got tickets to Argentina. You always wanted to go there. Let's go there. You don't need to worry about Deborah. <laughs> yeah, so she gets arrested, but she gets arrested. But luckily, she is able to escape Hannah McKay. She's pretty resourceful. And she leaves Dexter a pot of flowers um, at uh, his his house. And then I think she wanders off. So maybe she's disappeared just to escape right into the night. Is that a night. farewell? Or is that uh I'll see you in season eight? I think it's probably meant as a farewell. But next season, the last season of Dexter, I would be surprised if she popped in. So that's the Hannah McKay. And by the way, Hannah McKay played by Yvonne Stravosky from Chuck. I was looking at her the whole season thinking, is that girl, that the Australian girl that's in Chuck? Because I'm not really, I've not watched Chuck really. I've just sort of seen the trailers and things. I was like, um, is it her? I'm about 80% sure it is her. Yes. If anyone else is, was feeling like me, there you go. There's it's your the confirmation. Chuck girl. It's the Chuck, and she's good in Chuck too. I think it's a good actress. I think she's a good actress. And I know there wasn't a big villain of this season, but she is the big guest star of the season who will... I'm sure be entered in the guest star races at the Emmys. Mm. Um, so uh, I thought she was pretty good. I wouldn't mind seeing her get nominated. So we've got one more thing to talk about. And it is probably, I did say the sex on the table was the big water cooler <laughs> scene of this season. Probably not true. The yeah. probably final, one of the last scenes of Dexter is probably going to be more talked about. But let's take it back a bit. La Guerta. La Guerta. Am I saying that right? Turning is wrong as so much as you seem to just be enjoying pronouncing it. There's a lot of enunciation. <laughs> la Guetta. Yeah, La Guetta. <laughs> um, the funnest thing about her character, the name, pronunciation. Um, when she turns on the accent as well. Yeah. Like, she'll turn people, and then as soon as she gets a bit sort of agitated or excited, yeah. she really just cranks up the Spanish yeah. accent. Yeah. So, she finds in the church in episode one... Um, a bloodslide. A bloodslide. But wait! Dokes, the Bay Harbor Butcher, was the one who kept bloodslides at his crime, mm. and that was never revealed to the public. So there couldn't even be a copycat killer. Is Dokes still alive? <laughs> no. <laughs> she thinks the Bay Harbor Butcher may be out there, and maybe it wasn't Dokes. Hmm. So she starts investing. She starts. She chases this down the rabbit hole. She enlists the help of Deborah, who, unluckily for her, knows Dexter is a serial killer and can yeah. sort of help steer her away from that. Then she tries to get Tom. What's his last name? The former uh, head had her position. Yeah. Anyway, him involved. She she screwed over last season. Yeah. And he's not really that much help either. But she doesn't want to give up. Yeah. And eventually all the clues, all roads, all signs point to Dexter. Yes. Hmm. And so what she decides to do is get Dexter's mother's killer, the person that ordered her killing, to be released, get parole, Hmm. and then track Dexter. Because if he's a serial killer, he's probably going to want to kill the person that had his mum killed. This was a very good plan of hers mm. like this is a real like i remember when this guy got released and i didn't think it was Laguerta that had organized it but this guy's getting released and dexter's like oh he's getting released luckily they've just stopped the investigation on me and i think what what you know there's just been an investigation you being a serial killer you stay low mm-hmm. for the next 
Like, nah, it's a Christmas my, present, man. Ah, uh, I just couldn't believe his stupidity, <laughs> thinking that there was no chance there wouldn't be eyes on him <laughs> or on this guy that was released. <laughs> I, I just thought that was insanely stupid of him. But uh, anyway, and, and, but I didn't think he was going to get caught for it, and then like he sort of was. They just missed him, but they found the room with the chainsaw and stuff in it. So she calls him in. She arrests him the next day to question him. How great is Angel's response when Dexter comes in uh, in the handcuffs? What have you done? He's been arrested for being the Bay Harbor Butcher. You're crazy. Don't worry, Dexter. We've all got your Batman. <laughs> then he's like giving him legal advice in the interrogation room. He's like, you don't have to answer that, Dexter. <laughs> Batista, the restaurant owner slash police officer slash attorney of law. <laughs> so anyway, Dexter sort of gets the best of her in the interrogation. Yeah, she doesn't have enough. The blood on the guy's shirt was from when he was arrested like 30 years ago. Which Dexter did on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to set her up to mm. look like a crazy person. The problem is if then the next day you go to kill this same guy again. Well, he sort of needs to. Well, because that guy knows. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So Dexter, descend. Dexter decides, I've got to kill Aguetta. Big call. That's a huge decision. Big, big call. She does not. She's done meet nothing the code. wrong. Yeah, we might not like her as a character. She might be an annoying character on the show. But she's a good person who is just. Investigating a serial killer. I guess it's because Harry says you're. He's having one of his imaginary conversations, and he goes, "You always knew it would come to this. It's time to run." And then Dexter goes, "I don't want to run. This isn't fake to me anymore. It's not just a fake job with fake friends. I care about my life. I don't want to run. I'm going to kill Laguerta." Harry is so right here. (laughs) It is time to run. You get Deborah. You get the baby. You you run away. That has to be the play. He he can't kill a good person. Well, too late. <laughs> he didn't run. No. He went to kill Laguerta. Yeah. But Deborah figures uh, it out. Yeah, she she. Why does Laguerta go to find X without calling back up? I guess because no one believes her crazy theories, and I guess if she takes cops to another one of her crazy theories and it turns out not to be correct, everyone's going to go, look, look, you're still crazy. You're wasting police resources. You don't go, Dexter's killing someone now, let's go. You go, I got an anonymous tip-off that a murder's happening at this freight thing. Let's go. Like, And then if you open the door and Dexter's there murdering someone, you're like, oh, is that? De- oh, I was right. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> so she goes on her own anyway. Then Deborah figures out, and Deborah goes on her own. Deborah walks in on Dexter about to kill LaGuerta to convince him not to do it. That's the play. Look, Dexter, you know it's wrong to kill good people, Dexter, just because, like, I was going to arrest Hannah McKay for being a serial killer did not justify her poisoning me. <laughs> do not do it. Is she able to convince Dexter? Yeah, I guess. Dexter, I think, puts the knife down and says, 
Because Laguerre is saying she wakes up from the, yeah. the drug and says, Deborah, shoot Dexter. Which I don't think is great play from Laguerre. She's saying it in a very angry way, sort of pushing her. But anyway. And Dexter sort of does the Hannah McKay, do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. It works for Hannah McKay, yeah. maybe it works for Dexter. So what does Deb do? She shoots. Laguerre. <laughs> <laughs> what? Deborah killing all credibility that Deborah has. You've been able to put up with so much. You've been able to be indirectly involved with so many things because of your love for Dexter. Killing Laguerta, is that going too far? Yes, of course it's going too far. She's done so, she has killed an innocent person. She's worse than Dexter in some ways. She's not, because Dexter was going to kill her too. No better than Hannah McKay. <laughs> Deborah has become Hannah McKay. Just killing for self-preservation. <laughs> so what do they do next season? What's the story? It seems like all the loose ends have been tied up. Is it just going to be about them? Will Deborah be able to cope with the guilt? Do you think they... Will they just run off and be a couple together? I think they might be a couple now. Does like, the series end with Deb killing Dexter? Or Dexter killing Deb? Do you reckon that's the final scene? Ooh, maybe. I don't know. I actually want to see these two caught. Or, or dead. Like, I, I don't want to see them happily ever after. Oh, when you said caught, I oh, thought okay, you meant yeah, like yeah. C-O-U-R-T, like, as in, like, date each other. Oh. I was like, Ugh. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, they have crossed the line. Like, well and truly. Mm. They've crossed the line now. And I now want to see them get the comeuppance that so many people we've seen in the course of this show get theirs. This show is a little bit controversial because in some ways it could be seen to condone these vigilante killings. It would really be condoning them if Dexter does not get his comeuppance by yeah. the end of the, se- the whole series. Yeah. Do, do you know? Do, do you might find this a bit interesting? I was watching a, a documentary on TV drama uh, and the new sort of characters they have. The creator of The Wire, pretty much, and I'm paraphrasing you, said he doesn't like Dexter. He doesn't think a show should condone serial killing. I don't think a show should condone serial killing. I think it should be allowed to put it up for debate, hmm. and I think it's questionable whether the show Dexter is in favour of it or just puts it out there. I think it just puts it out there. I think this season we saw it lean towards a bit more condoning it than past seasons. Really? Because in this season they kill people that didn't deserve to die and in some ways they've kind of turned Dexter and Deb into villains. I guess it really depends on what they do next season. Yeah. I I feel like we're not going to get the Dexter and Deborah are villains edit next season. (laughs) I feel like we're going to have, like, people wanting them to get away with it. I don't want them to get away with it. I'm like, this is it. They've crossed the line big time. They're in Walter White territory. They are well into Walter White territory. (laughs) So, the only thing is I sort of want... I wouldn't mind Walter White getting away with it. I thought Hannah McKay had some great last words for Dexter. Deborah's like, you're a murderer and a liar and whatever. And Hannah McKay's like, well, you're a hypocrite. Now she's a murderer and a hypocrite. She's 
The worst kind. The worst kind of murderer. A hypocritical murderer. Something to add to your uh, Ternos list. I want to see her. I want to see Hannah McKay get away with it, and and Dexter and Deb get in jail. Oh no! Yeah. Is it time for our screen verdict of Dexter season yes, seven? Yes, I think so. I like Dexter. I've watched all seven seasons of it. I think it's been a bit patchy recently. It's been a bit formulaic, and it can get a bit corny at times. I think this season they broke away from the formula a bit, and. There were pros and cons of that. In some ways, it felt like it was a bit all over the place. They mm. jumped from story to story. But I also liked the variety, and I think it was sort of new places for Dexter to go. I really liked the Isaac Sierko storyline. The Dexter and Deborah storyline was better than I thought it would be. Sometimes it got a bit silly, but I thought I was really going to hate Deborah being in love with Dexter, but it sort of played out okay in the show. I think LaGuerta getting onto Dexter was really interesting. I think that was probably structured the best. That was something that was there the whole season and and really built well at the end. And there were just a few nice touches that made me enjoy this season of Dexter, like Dexter's little outbursts, the episode with the flashbacks to Dokes. Yeah. I don't often like flashbacks, but I think that worked really well in that episode. Mm. I think this was quite a good season. I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, I think this season Dexter was a bit a bit all over the place, as you said, a bit erratic. Uh, there was a Quinn and the Stripper I just had no interest in. A lot of the mob stuff I didn't like, although I did like the Circo stuff. He was a good character. Um, the, the stuff with Lewis was a bit weird. Like, I think, you know, the scene on the boat with him was good, but other than that, it was... Like, there's a lot of, Like, there's a lot of stuff this season that I just thought was, like fairly boring and not interesting and a distraction from the things I was interested in. But the highs were pretty good. And, like, I think the season final, uh, you know, it was probably one of the best episodes of Dexter um, since, you know, for a couple of years. So hard to judge the ending completely because it a bit depending on what they do with it next year. But I think on its own it's a big turning point for the show. Um, I thought I, I love. I thought Hannah McKay was a really interesting character to, co- and especially a character to contrast against Dexter and contrast against Deborah even uh, in the final episode. So I thought that all worked really well together. Deborah was a little all over the map. Like I didn't believe her for some of the season just because she seemed so erratic in her views on Dexter. But yeah, I you know I thought it was a strong season. It's definitely an improvement uh, on the last one or two, so I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten as well. We are in agreement. Mm. Something else we can agree on. It's now time for housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we have our competition. Yes, get into it, guys. If you'd like to win the Pixar film of your choice on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm. All you have to do is share our Screen Verdict page, Mm. Facebook page, facebook.com slash Screen Verdict Podcast. Tell your friends to like it, hassle your friends, whatever you want. And the person that gets the most friends to like it by, we might announce it on one of the first podcasts in the new year. Yeah. We might extend it maybe a week from our end of year deadline. Mm. We'll win the prize. Yeah, so all you got to do is you send us a message in the new year telling us all the people you got to like us on Facebook. And then we'll cross-check that with the people who did like us in the past month. And whoever has the most names there will uh, win the DVD or Blu-ray. 
and that's easy to check. All you have to do is just look at your mutual friends that like the page. I heard in the housekeeping segment uh, for today, Jonathan, you had gotten some feedback. You got a message about the podcast, uh, which is interesting. So would you like to share that with us? Yes, we like to share comments from the listeners uh, on the podcast. And I received a Facebook message from Alex Shugak in which it says, Hey, Jono, I love your podcast. It is great. You are my hero. Uh, your podcast is piece of art. I want a child from you. Whoa. So, what do you say about me? Like, maybe we could do one of those things where we both make a contribution, and then he doesn't really know. It could be either one of our babies. Okay, so he didn't say anything about me. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I got. A, I was speaking to um, my friend Kent, and he just listened to our Walking Dead podcast, and he thought we were a little harsh on the Walking Dead. He thought we should give him a better score. I'm not saying we should now. It's like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to adjust my score yeah. because Kent didn't yeah. like it, but <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. Kent, it's yeah. good you're a fan of Walking Dead. I... And guess guess what he said about my governor accent? That it was just way off? No, Dead Ringer. <laughs> dead Ringer. He said uh, he could listen to a whole podcast with that accent. Uh, yeah, 0 for 2 on your comments there, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, He's got the uh, Homeland one lined up, so uh, hopefully doesn't think we're too harsh on that as well. I think I was even harsher on Homeland <laughs> than I was on The Walking Dead. Oh, my. So, there we go. Um, I think it's a housekeeping. Our next podcast, it's huge. 2012. What a year. What a year for podcasts. <laughs> we'll let you know whether it was a good year for... TV shows and movies, because we're going to be doing a 2012 awards. Well, a year in review podcast. Yeah, so we'll be talking about some of the highs, some of the lows of the past year, and then we'll be giving awards for films and movies that we thought were the best of the past past calendar year. So me and Jonathan probably going to go grab some uh, lunch now, and we will be debating who should get uh, in, who, who gets nominated, get what's the what's the story in the next. Next podcast, we will talk about the nominees and uh, decide the winners on the podcast, I think is the plan. Very exciting. Mm. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. See you on the table. Yeah, we don't really want to be threatening to murder our listeners. Maybe we're threatening to have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> Never know at Dexter's murder table which way it's going to go.